0: This is Fintech Cappuccino, your Saturday morning podcast with a pinch of espresso on the why and how of Fintech. The show is hosted by Brian van Wachem, CEO of Redsnap, and I'm Connie Dorstein, founding partner of Bankify.
1: <phone rings> Connie! Hey, Con, bumped into Santa Claus on my way to the video store to rent Scrooge. And I asked him to be the special guest in our Fintech Cappuccino podcast. And he said yes.
0: The video store. Brian, you seem older than Santa himself. Jesus Christ, haven't you heard of a thing called Netflix? But hey, I think Santa is very cool. He can reflect on 2019. And I'm really keen to see here if he knows anything about FinTech in general. And what he thought of our five guests. Did you tell him about that?
1: Well, I'm going to call him back. And he's in the podcast.
2: Want a lot for Christmas There is just one thing I need I don't care about the presents Underneath the Christmas tree
1: Welcome, Senna. So, who is this song? What is this song? And who is it
2: for you? Ho, <laughs> Well, first of all, thank you for having me on this wonderful podcast. But the song is obviously Mariah Carey, right? All I Want For Christmas Is You from 1994 and it's actually the most streamed spotify single in 24 hours finally it took her about how long i am mean, quite old so my math is a bit off but you know mariah is fantastic she reminds me actually of mrs claus no i'm not kidding she drinks a lot <laughs> she eats a lot and likes to wear red short red dresses <laughs> all right but what oh, makes santa. this the perfect santa morning soundtrack for you then santa claus. are you kidding me this song I mean, listen to it. it's perfect mariah is perfect my wife's perfect but hey together with that wham also well oh, a little gosh. bit older yeah it's Connie loves that song she's been writing in my big book for the last decades how much he loves that song but i hey, personally i like sympathy for the devil a lot better a song by the stones but somehow that doesn't really fit with my public profile and scares the little children
0: <laughs> so santa i actually agree with you i think all these uh, christmas songs are wonderful and i thought that the um Oh, the very next day you gave it away as a pathetic song and she should have given it away the same day. I mean, we don't <laughs> like victims as women. So that guy should have had his heart broken. Santa Claus, also known as Father Christmas, Saint Nicholas, Saint Nick, Kris Kringle or simply Santa is a legendary figure originating in Western Christian culture who is said to bring gifts to the home's well-behaved children on the night of Christmas Eve, 24 December or during the early morning hours of Christmas Day. The modern Santa Claus grew out of traditions surrounding the historical St. Nicholas, who was a 4th century Greek bishop and gift giver of Mira. He's commonly portrayed as living on the North Pole and laughing in a way that sounds like ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you, Santa.
1: Santa Claus, I know you're a big fan of Finta Cappuccino and listen to all the podcasts. So first of all, what
2: was in your eyes the best podcast and why? Well, Brian, I like them all. Right. The first one kicked off it was Chris Skinner. He was marvelous. He's a good man, lots of knowledge, and his takeaway was that only a handful of banks truly get digital. Anyway, but I always wondered why all the people in the industry accept this endless bashing of everything. Connie?
0: Well, because probably because most of the time he's right.
2: <laughs> really? <laughs> oh. Well, we'll see what happens to that next year, if he stays right. So... Anyway, I was a little disappointed with him uh, predicting the loss of Ajax uh, against Tottenham. Very, very naughty of Chris. Oh, uh, by the way, Chris, if you're
1: listening, and I'm sure you are, uh, there's still a bottle of fine Bordeaux waiting for you. because
0: Clarex Clare in bag. his terminology.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Clare, okay. Chris. come and get Anyway, I'm a big fan of the number two you guest you had, Matthias Kroener. Always the entrepreneurial, energetic lad. And actually, the funny, one of the funniest uh, Germans that we know. All right. He claimed that digital communities in finance are more important than personalized services, but Matthias has been very naughty too. He hasn't done much this year, uh, hopping around from conference to fintech conference, sipping big Bavaria beers, Bavarian beers. Very, very naughty.
0: Call for Matthias. There you go.
2: Then we had Mark Beitenheck, our Dutch guy. Mark is really a man to rely on. He's all in for cooperation with fintechs, and he sees... The big tech guys is a threat. He works very, very hard though. But I have to, uh, a bit of advice for Mark. He could learn a thing or two from Matthias. <laughs> 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 oh, <Poor> wow. Anamika, <Mark. laughs> Anamika was charming as ever. From her experience, she sees that innovation is an anomaly in most companies. I have to admit though, secretly, between the two of us or three of us, actually fell asleep during that episode, though that had nothing to do with what she said. We had a a long night packing wrapping gifts. Um, She was very clever, very knowledgeable, and also very, very academic. And finally, there was Allard. Allard Luxinger, lovely chap, good boy. Little naive sometimes, but his heart is at the right place. He thinks that Western fintech is actually a convenience play, whatever that means. But Allard has been very, very, very naughty this year. Very naughty. <laughs>
0: oh, dear. Santa. So, apart from the people on the podcast, Santa, what were the, the different themes and messages you got from those five podcasts?
2: Well, Connie, that's a very good question. And, you know, besides all the, all the jokes, um, we had this time to get a little bit serious now. During all the conversations you had, I actually noticed a range of trends that were mentioned several times. That you know, you talked about consumer expectations that are on the rise, competition that will grow fiercer, and if companies want to stay, you know, and generate loyalty, relevance, uh, something called seamlessness is a must, right? Now, if we look back, unlike the baby boom generations, consumers of the digital age are no longer relying on one bank to cover all their financial transactions. They're much more independent and prioritize seamless and affordable if possible, low-cost consumer experience over brand loyalty.
0: Well, something you don't suffer from, you have very loyal customers. They come back for hundreds And of years. hundreds,
2: thousands of years, and millions and billions of customers. But hey, the people that we're talking about actually have several bank accounts, a collection of apps to assist them in their financial needs. Um, they'll have a bank account with an often big bank. They'll have a separate app to help them save money. Another one for monthly budgets, another one for money transfers, national and international, and so on and so forth. So facilitating unlimited seamlessness. I mean, you could almost walk out of a store with your groceries without actually having a conscious moment of paying, as in checking out physically.
0: Which you've never had. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but Senda, but I, I mean... Um... As to the point of Matthias,
1: so there is a downside to seamless, right? So it's not really protecting the
2: financially illiterate people.
1: Right? So
2: true, so true, Brian. I mean, as much as it may be a sign of progress and financial inclusion and techno- technological advancement, um, the carrying out financial transaction has become easier than ever. There's also a risk attached to such seamless experiences. The ease with which financial transactions can be carried out can be too convenient for some. Because convenience comes at a price, the risk of overspending, the risk of buying goods with an impulse, right? The main with impulse being the main driver, not ratio, the risk of losing sight of one's financial balance, and even more sometimes. Because what I noticed, and I have a very, very big book that people write me there, their wishes in, is that I see more and more people get in financial trouble. The Netherlands, for example, right, has one in five young people with problematic debt. In the US, credit card defaults of 90 days or more have risen the most sharply among young Americans, right? As financial services lure them in with card offers and connecting your cards to your mobile phone, making sure you can pay contactless. So, so
1: basically to conclude, uh, Sandra, so as, as much as you're an advocate of more seamless and so more successful customer experience, we also believe that all this ease should not go to the expense of the consumer and that consumers should be guaranteed of a certain level of protection. Is that correct? Oh, oh. Oh, Oh,
0: well, Santa, yeah, it sounds really good. But, you know, you're not really doing an awful lot to help people, uh, to protect people from being greedy because you're giving us presents. You're only firing up the storm. But we'll talk about that later. because I think, Brian, it's time we take him a little bit to task as well. He might be old, but he's not an idiot. Mm -hmm. We have have (laughs) to challenge him a bit as well. So Another glass. I'm going to, st- yeah, have yes, another please. glass, Santa. But what I was thinking is, talking. I'm not sure how, where you are of the fintech industry, but you tell me you understand everything you have an opinion on everything. What caught your eye in that particular space this year? Are you into crypto yet?
2: Well, they, well they don't call me crypto class for nothing, Sorry. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm talking, speaking about crypto, there is a, obviously a lot going on in that space, right? If you take Quadriga, cx right it actually it, there's some disgruntled customers there that bought from that, the mining uh,
0: at the north pole uh,
2: well, yeah for more than one thing you know <laughs> i stop. i hope, wish they stopped drilling for oil it keeps me out of bed at night but anyway um so the ceo of that company Gerald cotton is actually dead and buried um but now i mean people lost their keys to the bitcoins which apparently i've been told is pretty important anyway so what they want to do they want to dig them up so they can get access to the keys. I mean, that's outrageous, right? And what do you think of the, uh, the likes of the 1MDB? Right? I mean, we're not talking about the movie uh, site, but we're talking about a, uh, the Malaysian pension fund that's been robbed by their own prime minister for four and a half billion dollars right? that are missing. Also missing is the guy who actually ran this fund or scheme or whatever you yep. want to call it's it. He's got a good name. He's got a great Joe name. Joe Lowe. Yeah. And
1: <laughs> couldn't be more apt. <laughs> you can, you can yeah, get even,
2: and it couldn't even get worse because, you know, how low can you go? But what's happening to the world? I mean, seriously. So the implosion of WeWork right? Yeah. and Uber.
0: Uh, not a good name. He did a lot, but not really working.
2: No. <laughs> well, that's true. It's a little bit outside, say, the fintech, uh, fintech um, industry that we're talking about. But there are scandals involving Starbucks. They were very naughty. Wells Fargo has been very naughty. Nissan, their CEO, has been very naughty. Volkswagen has been very naughty. The CEO obviously didn't know anything, what was going on there. Tesla, Elon has been very naughty. Facebook, Mark has been very naughty. I mean, what are we doing? Seriously, throughout my 400-plus year career, I always tell the children, and it's even equally important in the, uh, in the corporate world, so the one thing that has always stayed the same, no matter what happens, is the importance of doing the right thing. Even when no one's watching. Right? So it boils down to core values. It boils down to purpose. And purpose is the only thing in life. Right, Connie?
0: It, it is, Santa. And I'm, I, 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 I know you got my Christmas card, and it said it on, it's our only capital in life. It's about, and particularly Christmas, of course, is about giving, not taking. But, um... People often get uh, mixed up about the whole...
1: uh, Yeah, can you explain a little bit? Because, you know, I hear purpose and mission and vision. I mean, can you you in in two words explain what the purpose is? is?
0: But I'll I'll do it it quickly. Because what really irritates me that people think, oh, purpose and mission and vision is something, you know, for the marketing department, and it bloody well is not. Let me put that very clearly. I think purpose is really is everything... The, in your external and internal life drivers why do you get out of bed why do you do what you do why do you make the choices that you do and a company as much as a person is an individual and you need a purpose and it really is something that aligns your values and your identity with your actions and so i think uh, you know santa has a purpose his purpose is probably to Bring a smile on every child's face.
2: Absolutely, Connie.
0: And from that, we then go into a, mis- uh, a vision.
1: Yeah, but a vi- what's a vision then? Because and then the vision. also.
0: Exactly. This always gets mixed up as well. But vision, for the very word of the word vision, is about seeing, is the view. It is observing the landscape around you, the society in which you live, uh, the trends, what is happening. And your vision is looking at the world and seeing a spot where you can make a difference. Um, so Santa's vision, for instance, could be that the that we're getting a bigger gap between the rich and the and the poor and therefore we should be more about um giving and less about taking which has been the model since sort of liber eh, liberalization in the eighties. So, so basically
1: the raison d'etre?
0: And then and then your that is the raison d'être it is your right to exist is your vision. Most right. companies and people jump, jump straight to a mission, which basically is a sales drive. Like oh, well, this is what I'm going to do to the world. You'll feel better. But you cannot do that if people don't understand where you come from and what your view on that world is. So your mes- mission is really the overarching goal that you want to set yourself and your team players and say, and this is what I'll do about it. So for Santa, it is packing up his sleigh and going to make children all the world around happy with gifts once a year. So it's more okay. defined, that's
1: but more that's the, what your more mission your is. your long-term objective, basically. Absolutely. All right and and then, and then and then you know people
0: you derive the strategy so let's not jump people love to jump to strategy you need to know who you are why you live what the world is doing before you can spot the hole through which you can make a difference and build a strategy does that help santa
2: absolutely
1: so that's okay so finally something somebody puts it this straight hey but uh, let's go back to santa claus santa claus so um, when we're looking forward, yeah, so 2020. Um, you know, a lot of people have predictions, and you know, you know what to do with predictions. Everybody's wrong, right? So, for example, take Forbes, right? They have four predictions, um, discussions basically, like branches: are they dead or alive? Discussions about data or cryptocurrency or China versus the
2: West. I mean. What are your predictions for 2020? Well, I mean, I love these predictions, but I mean, I've read them, I have a very big book. I've read them, I've seen them all for the past 10 years. And I'm not kidding, right? (laughs) Take China versus the US. The US should have had this discussion 10 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, but if you look at it globally, I mean, and I do do my travels, as you can understand, uh, is that China has already taken over the US, right? When you talk about FinTech, absolutely. Let me give you some examples, right? China Singles Day is already five times bigger than Black Friday. And that's Whoa. all down to using the proper use of cloud yeah. and, and artificial yeah. intelligence, right? Now, obviously, Christmas is even bigger than that. I mean, it's, I, we can laugh about these figures. But, hey, <laughs> I do feel the heat. It's competition, right? So, I mean, Singles Day is creeping up on me. Yeah, so, sure. I mean, hey, I, I need to go to, cli- You've to China. You've got to make
0: yourself relevant.
2: Yeah, I mean, and people say, Santa, you got to go to the cloud. I'm just going, go, Cloud? I mean, I've been riding the clouds for 400 years, you know? (laughs) Tell me about it. Um, But I do let me get, no, Brian, you're laughing. But that AI thing, I like that. I mean, I'm an old man. I'm not too smart. I got a tons of elves, you know? But, you know, they have small heads, small brains, but there's a lot of them. But I can remember all the books and, you know, the next best thing to give to the kids and it's all changing rapidly. I'm actually losing track, right? But besides that, let me give you some more examples when it comes to China and fintech. The total funding this past year, or two thousand eighteen, sorry, was fifty-five billion, right? And China alone took twenty-five billion of that. So it's more than half already, right? Companies like Alipay and financial Alibaba—it's like the eBay and PayPal for you Westerners out there. And financial has Paytm in India, Gcash in the Philippines, Kakao Pay in South Korea, and Ascend in Thailand, right? No, and that's just—they've got MyBank, I heard. Yeah, yeah, my bank they have 290 billion lent yeah, to 16 million SMEs and they do that in only 4 years, right? And you think in the west that would be uh, they be scandalous, right? Very, so there's and a, very and a very
0: low default rate. It's really because they are doing their research with proper AI and and very much sort of in the now and the future and not in like, you know, lists from 5 years ago.
2: Absolutely. So that's where uh, what you guys call cloud comes in, right? Mm. Now, and they also have uh, WeChat Pay by Tencent and uh, WeChats like Facebook and WhatsApp for Westerners. Only right? one going into WeBank internet banking, running at a hundred million customers. Yeah, right? in a few years, right? Hundred million customers. Absolutely, and both those
0: companies customer acquisition. Oh, sorry, ho ho.
2: <laughs> both those companies have the majority of China's whopping. Uh, well, almost thirteen trillion mobile payment market. I mean, and you know, if you look at the other side of the planet, these are figures that you, it makes your jaw drop, literally, mind-boggling numbers, right? They make us or the companies actually look here in the West look like amateurs, right?
1: Yeah. It's five hundred times bigger in China.
2: It's yeah. huge. It's, it's mind-boggling. It's, al- yeah, it's almost orders of magnitude. But you know what? You know, practically, and let me tell you a little story here. I've been paying anywhere anytime and anyhow for hundreds of years with my center wallet right you've probably never heard of it it's coming out next year but so i'm glad your mere mortals can now do the same right which is which it brings me to to china and let me ask you a question brian connie um we see all these numbers and these everything that's happening there and and the speed at which it happens are they going too fast? Are we, you know, are we going? Uh, are you guys actually going too slow in the West? What's going on? Well, I mean, uh, let let's see. On a on big difference between China and the West. I
1: mean, um, we've seen it in all the podcasts, and there are huge cultural differences, obviously. Um, but but one of the differences you see is that China really has uh, a long view on these things. So China is really going after uh, their raw materials markets are uh, new markets. Not only China, but, you know, they have the whole Silk Road, and they're hugely investing in, uh, in, in their markets.
2: And, Successful and we, capitalism. Yeah,
1: and, and we in the Western, we only look four years, maybe, uh, and, in and, the what's, term of and what's their person? time
2: frame then, Brian? Sorry? And what's their time frame? You talk about a oh, they longer look, they time frame? They have 50-year plans. They 50 have 50-year
0: plans, and what we tend to forget in the West is that apart from the last 200 years, they were ruling the world. Uh, So, you know, we tend to forget that the Silk Road brought prosperity to the West. It wasn't the other way around. Which doesn't mean we need to copy everything, but uh, we need to watch it clearly and really learn from it. But the other thing we need to understand with China, of course, is that the culture is different. So people are totally happy in one homogeneous system where everything is catered from one place, and particularly with Europeans well. I don't need to even explain to you, Santa, how much we love being different and cherish it and make it hard for everybody to understand that.
2: Yeah, now uh, might be the time to catch up, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey,
1: and uh, the second thing, um, I mean, you talk about China versus uh, the Western world. Uh, Are there anything else you predict for 2020? Well, it's
2: about smart collaboration. Maybe there's something Says that I, I've Santa, read. Who is,
0: I mean, right? honestly, he's a monopolist. He's talking about no, smart yeah. collaboration. That's a bit, that's yeah,
2: pretty collaboration. Are love you talking collaboration. about open I love, banking? Yeah, I, no. Are you talking
1: about open banking? Well, I mean, uh, you know, uh, or are you talking about collaboration between, for example, the big techs and banks like Amazon teaming up with J.P. Morgan, Google teaming up with Citigroup, Apple with Goldman Sachs, or are you talking about teaming with the banks with the fintechs? like Santander and Barclays, leading the European pack, at least, um, uh, where the banks get access, basically, to technology and, and the fintechs get yeah. access well, to the pleasure.
0: Yeah, well, remember, you came to see us at Bankify in Manchester last Monday. We were delighted to have Santander. And we're all about open banking. And we actually talked about it a little bit more. And I And I think that if you look, there's two very interesting axes on which to view open banking. And then one of them is the regional one, and the other one is the timeline. And I think if you look at the regional view, we have to say that the UK, you know, with all of its uh, headaches going on, is definitely leading the way when it comes to open banking. They were slightly ahead of us in terms of regulation, but they are much, much further ahead. And then the journey will, in a weird way, again, go hop over immediately to Singapore, Australia, where they have way further reaching uh, legislation than we do, And then it will hopefully come back through mainland Europe and all the way up to the US. So that's an interesting access. The other one is banking, open banking. We we Tech geeks love to talk about 1.0, 2.0. So open banking 1.0, I think, is where we are now at in mainland Europe. Uh, So we're talking about getting the infrastructure ready, being compliant, having our APIs in place, being able to collaborate with other fintechs. But not much action in all fairness. A lot of discussion. A lot of investment, a lot of discussion, little action, and a lot of fear. Um, and that's why it always sort of links back to Santa. A lot of fear of, tre- of of treading into the unknown, crossing the Rubicon. And it is scary, but we have to do it. And then Open Banking 2.0 is what we now see in the UK and what we see a start off out there in Singapore and Australia. And that is basically when banks start to say hang on a minute, who is nibbling at my customers? What is going to be my relevance? How am I going to survive in this space? So open banking, 2 zero is very much bad. How am I going to monetize all these investments and make a living out of this? What is my business case? And then, you know, Santa only comes around once a year, so you really have to look at the businesses. That's happening now in the UK and in Australia, Asia, and in Europe in some areas. And... I think, but Santa might not agree with me, I think all of the collective forces around us in terms of transparency, fairness, equal opportunity, um, but also trying to bridge the gap that the fourth industrial revolution is making between the poor and you know the, the have-it-alls, the ridiculously rich people who live in money land, um, I think that will stir a debate that goes beyond purpose that we talked about first yeah. and I, I think we'll I go into open banking point. 3.0 which I am looking forward to and I intend to spend my working days in and that is when banks find a meaningful place in society and so it's not so much about does the bank make money and can it turn out you know uh, money to its investors Or are the customers happy? But there's a third paradigm involved, and that is society.
1: That's a a really different discussion than branches, yes or no, right?
0: Totally different. And I think branches, yes or no, is is a ridiculous discussion. It's the same as saying, are we going to go and upgrade on our mobile phones? (laughs) (laughs) A branch is a channel. It's a a total non-fundamental debate. And the one thing I would love to say on this podcast, and also for for Santa, is what I just said doesn't mean um, I'm a socialist. It's not a political debate. It is literally an existential debate that we should have, and an economical debate. Because the more people have access to society and to the normal economy, the more peace we have on this planet, the more taxes we pay, the better infrastructures we can build. And, And the more financial services will thrive as well, and businesses will thrive. So whenever I have this topic and people start to look at me like, is she going to be difficult? Is me too next on the agenda? I say... No. This is a societal debate that we must have. It is not political.
2: Well, all right. Connie, you're welcome on the North Pole because you're absolutely, you can start working for me right away because it's all about <laughs> giving and not taking. <laughs> absolutely. Right? And talking about uh, giving, could you give me a... Want some more alcohol, uh, Santa
1: Claus. Uh, some more, oh, some more gosh, champagne. It means to stay sober during uh, at least uh, the podcast.
0: Just for the listeners, <laughs> so they promised me, promise
2: me free champagne, that's why I showed be, up.
0: Before, you know, exactly. and And One more thing, it is, I think the CEOs of the future, and in particular, um, the bank CEOs of the future, must have one skill, and that is reading the sign of the times. Read the zeitgeist. And don't uh, hide behind complacency or entitlement and say, it's always been like this, I'm protected, I can do whatever I like. No, step out of it and step into society and read the sign of the times. Zeitgeist, I think, is going to be a a big word in 2020. You're so serious
1: this afternoon. You're so serious. I thought you you would ask Santa about uh, Mrs. Santa or something, right?
0: Yeah, well, that's another bean we have to uh, discuss with you because you don't come across as a very emancipated individual. (laughs) I mean, uh, we've seen a big old white man in the slave for the last few hundred years. When are we going to see a uh, Santanella?
2: Well, oh, funny you said there's more than meets the eye, Connie, and you know that, always, right? Whenever you see pictures, and you see a lot of pictures of groups of old white men, mm-hmm. um, when you talk about banks, a lot of old white men, um, and you look at politics, a lot of old white men. Um, anyway, but, you know, the reality cannot be uh, further from the impression that you have. Because Mrs. Santa, right, and, you know, she doesn't look like Mariah Carey. As I said in the beginning, she just acts like it. Disappointing. Um, she can sing equally good and when she's in the shower. But we, she is actually running the whole operation for Christmas. So she's actually the, uh, you can call, what do you call it in your terms, it's called the CEO you mentioned. She is okay. this, then she's the CEO running the whole show. And I'm actually just the delivery guy.
0: Okay, so she's running it, she's running the show, but she doesn't get the limelight. But it doesn't matter as long as she's running the show and she's whispering good words in your ear, which she has done for the last few hundred years.
1: I'm
2: uh, pretty curious. Doesn't that align with with uh... on the pictures?
0: You want to see Miss Santa on the picture? Yeah, maybe we need to go for a quote.
2: No, and isn't that doesn't that align with your vision on CEOs? Maybe you shouldn't take the limelight. And be there in support of the, uh, of the company and the purpose that you stand for.
0: They can do both. As long as they make sure that whatever they do is for the better of the whole community.
2: Absolutely. And it doesn't, and it doesn't matter if they sometimes, uh, and as Mrs. Claus do, does, that she bullies the elves into action.
1: So, um,
2: Santa, what are your 2020 New Year's resolutions, actually? Or maybe one. Well, my main resolution... Brian is, I mean, even though I, you know, I'm kind of curious what the South Pole looks like. I prefer staying on the North Pole, as you can imagine. I have everything set up there, and probably, and the CEO doesn't really like moving. So, what want, I'm looking forward to do is actually reduce the carbon footprint of my reindeer. So, you know, I'm actually talking to Elon, and that's not one of the elves. It's the uh, the, the guy from the car company, Mr. Musk, right? Yep, that's the one. I'm talking about him. Uh, build me a uh, a Tesla, <laughs> actually, so I can fly through the sky, and you won't hear a thing, right?
0: A Tesla sleigh.
2: So. So anyone up, Brian? right what about you oh oh more alcohol sense more alcohol
1: that's um <laughs> that's for sure but well, that's um,
0: one resolution you're going to be able to keep yeah
1: probably <laughs> but yeah you know I, i'm i'm actually uh, i'm actually triggered by the, the purpose and i want to do some more purpose uh, things with my uh, my clients so we're talking about um uh branding marketing sales, but it starts with the purpose right i mean it starts over
0: Find there, the fundamentals and I, exactly. I guarantee you the minute you tap into that all the passion so that's
1: my promise to you uh, Santa
2: Uh, so you're going to be wearing a Christmas hat all year Mm, no I didn't say that
0: so Santa we've come to the end of our show thank you so much for joining us at the kitchen table in the Fintech Cappuccino podcast we all loved you six bottles later half an hour Santa still sitting straight up are you curious which music weekend favorites Santa brought with him check out www.fintechcappuccino.com slash Santa Claus and thank you all for listening to Vinta Cappuccino Don't want to miss another cup. Subscribe to our podcast via Spotify, iTunes or wherever you like to listen to your podcast. And please give us a like or a review. That would be such a nice Christmas present. So many more Fintech cappuccino lovers can find us.
1: And please join us again in a few weeks, Saturday morning at nine. We'll have the coffee ready just the way you like it.
0: Have a wonderful Christmas, a wonderful year end and a very, very happy 2020. See you then.
2: Ho, 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 Ryan, Connie.